Good morning, Northlanders, and welcome to Sound Off. The Sound Off host is Brad Bennett, who has served this country as a Marine Corps sergeant during the Vietnam War and has served this community as a three-term member of the Duluth School Board. Now, Sound Off, and let your voice be heard. Here's your host of Sound Off, Brad Bennett. Well, here we are, folks. Yes, we are here on a Wednesday morning. It's the day after the State of the Union address last night, which, you know, I think, Kenny, there's a group. Was this group from Minnesota, the group that did the song Liar, Liar, Pants on Fire? You know, yeah, was there was a band from Minnesota that did that. Yeah. Yeah. Was it was it the Uglies or something like that? or uh, was it? Yeah. Um, I can picture that video that's a little creepy. Um, yeah. <laughs> Well, I I wondered why who was uh, lying. You know, Are you suggesting somebody was lying? Yeah, Joe Biden. He 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 doesn't know how to tell the truth. Period. I mean, if you listen to him last night, holy cow, we got the best economy ever in the world. Uh, and the and uh, the Republicans are trying to push Grandma off the cliff uh, along with Social Security and and Medicare. Um, and I mean, it got so bad last night, the Republicans were actually yelling back at him, liar, <laughs> you know, because he wants to try to convince. Well, he did. He did kind of say, uh, well, here, I'll give you what he said when, when he was accused of being a liar. Uh, he said, I'm asking the I, uh, I'm asking Congress to follow suit. Let's commit here tonight to the full faith and credit of the United States of America will never, ever be questioned. So my many, some of my Republican friends want to take the economy hostage. I get it, unless I agree to their economic plans. But uh, uh, all of you at home should know that these plans, uh, what these plans are, instead of making the wealthy pay their fair share, some Republicans, uh, some Republicans want Medicare and Social Security to sunset. I'm not saying the majority in other words, he started hedging right away. I'm not saying the majority of Republicans, and that's when the Republicans started shoot, shouting and hollering, liar, liar. Uh, let me give it to you. Nobody who admits it, contact, any, nobody that doubts it, contact my office. I'll give you a copy. I'll give you a copy of the proposal. Republicans again yelled, liar, liar. Uh, that means Congress doesn't vote. I'm, I'm glad to see that. Uh, in other words, he started thinking maybe he'd won this whole thing. It's amazing if Congress doesn't keep the program the way they are, they go away. See, now he's trying to back off. Now he's saying that if Congress tries to change Medicare and Social Security, then the program goes away completely. That's not true, though. And the few Republicans, and, and remember, the the leader, McCarthy, had come out a couple days ago and said, look, Medicare and Social Security are off the table when we're negotiating an end to this uh, debt ceiling debacle here. We've got to come up. We've got to raise the debt ceiling or we're going to, uh, uh, you know, we're going to have some real financial problems. But there there are some Republicans that, that know and that knowingly, and this is not something new. This has happened for years and years that they knew that the way Medicare was growing, the way Social Security benefits were growing, that at some time in the near distant future, both of those programs are set to expire. Now, why wouldn't they? First of all, uh, Biden is allowing all these illegal immigrants into the country, and then he's saying, oh, you know what? They need some health care. We, we could give them Medicaid, Medicare. Really? 
Medicare and, and not have them pay a dime for it, of course. And that's well, the, not going to cost us anything. And that's a good point, Brad, because in the Democrat, within the Democrats, there's nothing about them that wants to reduce cost, cut spending. No. Nothing. Oh, and by the way, uh, here you go. The Castaways. Castaways. There you go. 1965, uh, they were out of Minneapolis, so the Castaways... Liar, liar. Liar, liar. I love that. I saw them play a couple times in person. They Did were, you? They were interesting. Oh, yeah, but they didn't have much else other than that big song. <laughs> that was their, okay. their huge big hit. Well, back to the liar-in-chief. Yeah, so so last night he, he goes into this whole deal about how the Republicans want to get rid of Medicare and Social Security, and then he starts backtracking all the way on it. I don't even think it's even... He says, look, I'm not saying that it's a majority. I don't even think it's a, signif- a significant what is being, he kind of went off the chart a little bit there, went off of his teleprompter. What is being proposed, it's it's what's being proposed by individuals. Uh, I'm not uh, po- politically not naming them, but but it is being proposed by some of you. Look, folks, the idea is that we're not going to be, we're not, uh, we're not moving into any threatening to default on the debt if we don't respond. Uh, so, folks, as we apparently agree, Social Security and Medicare is off the books now. It was always off the books in the first place, Biden. But you want to keep throwing that out to make it look like the Republicans are trying to throw out Social Security and Medicare, just like the French government right now, has massive protests. Have you seen that? The, the, the French government is having these massive protests because they dared suggest that their equivalent of Social Security in France be moved from being able to get it at, I believe, 70 to 72. People are living longer. They're drawing it longer. They're using the systems up. The system in France is just like here. It's a uh, scheduled to to go bankrupt. The Republicans have come forward here and said, look, if there were changes that would be made in Social Security and Medicare, it would not infect anybody that is drawing it currently. Are you saying we would do? Yeah. Are are you saying it was a big nothing burger last night that uh, it was a huge nothing burger? That part of it, you know, and, and Brad, what about his party? The Democrats just days before that, literally before the State of the Union address, there were what? I think 86 Democrats that voted against uh, denouncing socialism. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. So, in other words, you're for socialism, right? I mean, that's what you just vote for, voted for. I mean, come on. You know this this whole thing really the politics in general has gotten uh, so uh, you know politicized. You can't be for anything in the middle of the road, um, and that's really where we're going to have to go, especially with this debt ceiling discussion. We're going to have to find some happy medium there or we will be stuck uh, on zero. <laughs> we won't be able to raise the debt ceiling. Uh, the debt ceiling. This government will continue to kind of spend the money that it has spent and we will not be able to pay our bills. That's really what the whole thing is all about. You know, I got to be fair to Biden, though. Last night there were a couple of opportunities where he, you know, he did show a little bit of uh, conciliatory uh, discussion. Oh, we have Lady O. Hang on one second because I want to get my wife on here because my wife had something special to say to Lady O uh, oh. about one of her products. Hang oh, on. my. Okay. Well, Lady O, call it. He's going to get uh, Kathy. How are you doing? I'm wonderful. I actually stayed home today from my store because I'm 
building some new products and making some new magical oils and just kind of getting some things stacked up. And then I can read uh, other celebrities and things from home. So it kind of works out good. I'm a floater today. <laughs> Float. Well, Lady O. Tomorrow. Hi, Brad. Okay. How you doing, baby? You know, I, I, I brought my wife in here because we have a neighbor across the street named Donna. And I'm going to let Kathy explain to you, Lady O, what, what has happened here, because we have some of your product down here with us. Okay. And, uh, well, I'm going, to, I'm going to let her explain what happened. Here, hang on one second. Sure. Put that on so you can really. And come oh, lovely, from, Kathy. Closer so you can talk. Hi. Hey. Hi, yes, Kathy. I'm, How are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good. See, we have this friend, Donna, across the street. She's like 83, but she's had psoriasis all her life. And she's been tried every salve in the world, been to doctor upon doctor. The latest one said, go sit down by the beach and the salt air and the sun will clear it right up. Well, she says, I look really stupid going out to the beach with a book and my lawn chair and pulling my <laughs> pants legs up. So I says, well, I have something. I says, it's made by a Native American woman. She's mm -hmm. the daughter of our friend in Duluth, and it's called Healing Salve. Now, I says, put this on. I made this up, but I think it worked. But I says, put this on, like, at least two or three times a day. Yep. And I says, and then see, do it for two weeks. Mm -hmm. And then tell me how it is. Mm -hmm. And she came across... On Monday, and she pulled up her pants legs, pulled up her sleeve. She says, look at this. Finally, something that worked. I says, you oh. can always trust a Native American. You always trust a Native American. And you know, that's my yeah. lovely daughter. And Yes, uh, it's wonderful. It is. And it, it is. There's nothing artificial. It's everything. It's brewed from these. She steeps these herbs, and and in the proportions are are old Native American recipes, and and I'm telling you this stuff, it's wholesome, it's good. There's no chemicals in it, and well, it will. I think testimonies speak for themselves. You know, if it doesn't yeah, work, yes, don't say it works. You know. Yeah, and, but it does. And so, oh, if you I'm ever so have somebody with psoriasis, tell oh, them to try the healing salve because it's fantastic. Oh, Fantastic. Kathy, thank you. And you know, even like diabetic sores and that, it'll work on that yes. too. And yes. I, you, I am so pleased your neighbor has some relief from that now. Oh, so am I and so is she. So just oh. I'll give you Brad. Bless your heart, Kathy, for that. Isn't that sweet? So what do you think of, what do you think of that lady? Wow. Uh, in fact, I happen I happened to be at the door when Donna came over and all she did, I opened the door, she hands me thirty bucks. I said, what is this for? She said, well, your wife gave me this healing salve, and it works fantastic, and I want to pay you for it. I said, no, that's ridiculous. That's an extra one that we had. Mm -hmm. But she's, she swears up and down it's the only thing that has been able to get rid of her psoriasis. And she's tried... She's yeah. tried, phys you know, stuff that was prescribed by doctors. She tried yeah. every sa cream over the counter. So uh, I guess we're going to have to. It's amazing. And then the Bomagiliad is the pain oh. reliever. Yeah, that's, that's the pain an one. Amazing one too. That's yeah. that is Native American too. Uh, it's well, balsam it's... poplar buds that are steeped for like three months and then extracted yeah. in a press. And it is an amazing thing. These are nature's remedies. 
And, yes. you know, the proof's in the pudding, the way I say. And, and uh, oh, boy, does this product line of my daughter's, Spirit Crane, she's native, uh, Leech Lake yep. Pillager Tribe Bear Clan. And she, the Bear Clan are the protectors. They live on the outskirts, and they know the indigenous plants and wildlife and all of that because they're out in nature. And so the sure. blueberry is sacred to her. And so she, these things were given to her. She wrote them all down. And so these have loyal followers, too. I'll have phone calls like, I need a balm. I want a big balm. Give me the big one. Give me two of them. And then they call, <laughs> they call me. And by the way, everybody out there, 218-722-2240 for the lady, I ship them. About 8 10 bucks, you know, these days to ship. But you can get your balm Gilead or your healing salve, small tins and large ones. And then there's the nighttime rose elixir, which I use. I don't look 70. I look about 42. It gets rid of the <laughs> dark spots and the little bumps because it's got rose hips. Really? Well, I, I could hit. not believe it. And Donna said, look, I wouldn't steer you wrong, Brad. I've tried every kind of cream there is. Oh. This stuff really works. Bless your heart. Good for you, Donna. Donna's rocking and rolling. And, you know, just to have that relief, because that could really be a bummer, having that. Oh, yeah. Painful yeah. stuff. So, oh, and it was great talking to Kathy, your lovely bride. Your yes, lovely she's bride. so excited about that. She said, I can't believe it. She came over just to tell us it really worked. That's fantastic. Oh, is that great? Well, I love it. I love it. And it's coming down in real time. So everybody out there, you, you heard go. it. Uh, I'm running behind here because of that little spit there. But I but I wanted to tell you that because it was so, I mean, it's again a perfect indication of how some of the products you have just really, really work and make a difference. Kenny, we got to go to break. Uh, we'll be right back. KDAL. KDAL time, 1127, 33 degrees at the National Weather Service, 32 at Sky Harbor Airport. Yesterday in Duluth, Brad, we got up to 35 for a high, 22. Yeah, 22 is normal this time of the year. Now, our low yesterday, well above the normal of three above. Yesterday's low, 26. Today's going to be a nice day, Brad. If you're living downtown, maybe the hillside, Park Point, sunny, 37 degrees, and light winds. The winds will be out of the southwest around five miles an hour. Very nice day today. A little cooler as you get away from the lake, but lots of sunshine and highs in the mid-30s pretty much. Well, you're only about 40 degrees uh, uh, cooler than we are, so that's not (laughs) too bad. (laughs) You know, I was reading a a thing online about... uh, Big oil sees record profits, and the story uh, says the largest oil companies in the world are reporting record profits. It goes on, the five oil giants uh, raked in combined profits of nearly $200 as fossil fuel prices spiked following Russia's invasion of Ukraine. I thought, you know, this is pretty horrible that an independent news source, I think, just giving you headlines, has to say the fossil fuel part. Brad, oil companies provide more than gasoline. Oh, of course they do. You know, there's a lot of products. Plastics and yeah, all I kinds just, of things. Lubricants, yeah. what have you. 
But more By so way, than were that. You, were you surprised with Jobo last night when he went off script about oil? Did you hear that segment? I didn't watch the 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 show. Okay, I, I didn't. Let watch me just it. give you. Let me just give you what he said. But and I'll read you right off of the MSN story. President Biden appeared to go off script during his State of the Union address Tuesday evening, saying the U.S. would need oil and natural gas for many years to come. His exact quote was, we're still going to need oil and gas for a while. Uh, It quickly, immediately met mixed reactions by some Republicans who appeared to cheer those remarks. The president then told an anecdote in which an oil executive asked him uh, uh, why his company uh, should invest in fossil fuels when you're trying to uh, create a negative atmosphere about them and get rid of them. And he said, look, we're we're afraid... uh, Uh, The oil executive said, we're afraid you're going to try to shut down our industry, our oil wells and everything else. And he said, look, Biden said, we're going to need oil and natural gas for decades to come and beyond, Biden added. He's admitted that we're needing them for decades to come. You know what? He's right. And I'm glad that he acknowledged that. Absolutely. And for people that think that synthetic oil is something other than crude oil, Synthetic oil, the innovator of synthetic oil, Al Amatuzio, Amsoil, the the base of synthetic oil, Brad, is crude oil. Oh, yeah. Synthetic oil isn't part of it. Absolutely it is. But I want to get back to something real quickly, and I'll let you continue here on your thoughts. But this big oil thing and the record profits, what about Apple? Everyone, or yeah. a lot of people buy Apple products. They don't think twice about the record profits, the $166 billion that Apple makes. How about Google? You go to Google, their parent oh, yeah. company is Alphabet, $59 billion. Microsoft, $139 billion. These are annual Amazon? profits. $225 billion. Nobody yeah. complains about that. And the cost of gas isn't really reflective of the price, or rather the profits that these oil companies are making. It's outrageous the way Democrats operate. It absolutely is. And it's like the Democratic Party and the Biden administration specifically have almost taken a uh, if you're in business for yourself, if you're making a if you're making money, especially if you're making a lot of money, you're bad. You know, but that's who creates the jobs. That's where these these industries that started off, Amazon started off literally from nothing, working out of a garage, trying to fill orders. Now they've got warehouses all over the country. They're delivering to your door within a day or two after ordering something. Yeah, yeah. You know, these Democrats... If it hadn't been for some of these places during the pandemic, we'd have been in a real pickle. Very true. And Brad, when you go to Starbucks to get your... Crude oil frappuccino, <laughs> and you're sitting there on your Apple product. Don't think about the record profits Exxon are making. Think about the record profits Starbucks is making, Apple is making, Google is making. You don't have to buy gas. Get an electric car. Oh, no. That'll no. solve your problems. Well, how about your electric car? How much of your electric car? is made out of components yeah, well, that might have some form of uh, oil making the plastics and the synthetic products that are forming that. I- exactly. And what I said was tinged with a little bit of uh, sarcasm. Yeah. Get an electric car. You don't have to buy crude oil. Then. No. Your no. shampoo Listen, has I know crude we gotta... oil products in it. Your soul is <laughs> not grandma's old-fashioned bubbles. Well, and you can, you can see... 
you can see from the oil companies the way they're starting to feel about what the way Biden administration is addressing this. On the first day he took office, he got rid of the XL pipeline. That kind of set the tone right off the bat that, uh, you know, if you're in that business of creating fossil fuels, uh, we're going to look at you as the devil uh, yeah. and try to get rid of you. <laughs> So, wow. Well, so there's no no doubt that those industries would be looking at, oh, my God, what are we going to do? Should we continue to drill well? Shall we continue to try to put product on the map? And that's well, why they're anyway. seeing some of these record profits, Brad, is because they're not yes. investing into their, uh, like you said, more drilling of oil. Uh, so they're building nope. up profits. and I'm putting you know, it into the bank. And nobody exactly. talks about what they lost a couple of years ago at the start of the pandemic. They lost money. So, and I'm not trying to defend them. I'm just trying myself to put things in context that everything you use has crude oil and the cost of the pump isn't a part of their entire profit. Well, when Joe Biden came out and said that yesterday, that we're going to need you, we're going to need oil and gas for decades and beyond, I thought, holy cow, did he just kick a hole in his uh, get rid of all fossil fuel routine. But he's right. He's absolutely right. Yep. Yep. Well, listen, we got to go to CBS. One quick uh, statement, Kenny. We're going to have Congressman Pete Stauber on tomorrow at 1235. So right after the CBS News tomorrow, just make a note of that. And he wants to talk about the State of the Union and the address yesterday and his uh, response to it. So. So let's take our CBS News break and then we'll come back. KDAL time is 1138, 33 degrees at the National Weather Service in Duluth. A balmy 35 and superior with fair skies. And Brad, on the phone, we do have Matt Boo from Duluth Stove and Fireplace. Well, with the temperature heating up like that, it's almost time to throw the windows open and, uh, you know, <laughs> shut off the air heating system. No, uh, Matt. Uh, good good de- well i guess it's still morning technically for another half an hour 20 minutes or so yeah. you know you know i wanted to mention to you uh my wife and i are big fanatics of watching these home improvement shows you know the diy uh type of things and and we both kind of noticed the other night most of these shows are uh broadcast out of florida texas uh they're down south areas and yet in almost every case they are putting fireplaces of some kind or another into these uh, reconstructions when they're doing the work. It, it really has become a very intricate part of uh, your comfort level in your home, hasn't it? Oh, it sure has. Yeah, I mean, they're part of the system, you know. Uh, they've got that utilitarian portion of them, which, you know, they're part of the heating system and they're high efficient, and uh, both gas and wood. And, uh, and then they also got that, the visual to it too so it's also a nice yes. feature in, in the living room so yeah they, they really hit and uh, you know this old house does a lot of restoration and um they'll be uh changing out an old coal furnace or a coal fireplace and turn it into a gas fireplace and not really yep. lose the yep. look and we we do that a lot around here in Duluth. there's a lot of small coal burners that we I was going to ask you that. I I assumed that was probably the case, that there were a lot of old, uh, you know, wood stoves or wood fireplaces, and you changed them out and updated them, and, uh, you know, that's probably happening all the time. Yeah, and trying to keep the same period look is kind of the challenge and the fun part of it. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, we're we're uh, still in the middle. Uh, winter is not gone yet, as fact as Kenny likes to say. we uh, One of the snowiest months we've ever had in uh, Minnesota, right in Duluth area, has been May. 
<laughs> I guess one year we got like 54 inches. No, it was of snow April. In May. April of 2013. Oh, was it April? Okay, April. So uh, we got a lot of winter yet. But even if it's not winter, a, a fireplace, like you say, can be such a visually nice, attractive thing at night to sit and read a book to, pet the dog by, uh, just relax. And fireplace really makes a difference. Yeah, and the off season too. That's the that's the big thing. In between seasons, where you're taking the chill off the house or off the room and not heating up the whole house. Absolutely. Well, you know what, Matt? We got to tell people how to get a hold of you. Where you're located now? For years, you were located right on 27th, right off the freeway. Now you're located not too far from there, 25th Avenue West, uh, right next to Versa Minor uh, uh, Brewery. Uh, but boy, you got a bigger showroom, more attractions in there, more opportunities for people to find exactly the heating unit that they want to have. Yeah, yeah. And a matter of fact, I, as I was talking, I just lit up a, a wood stove, so you can you can see them burning and, and get a feel of them. And so it's been a, it's been a great move, and we're really happy with it. Super. Super. Yeah, and I know you were still even doing some reconstruction or kind of decorating stuff around the different units. But, boy, folks, get out there. Uh, get over to Delustoven Fireplace right now. Take a look at the options. You're bound to find something that is going to fit just exactly into the home the way you want it to. So, Matt, tell tell people uh, your phone number, uh, maybe a website, how, uh, what hours you're op- open for operation, that kind of thing. Yeah, so showroom hours are Monday through Thursday, 8 to 6, Friday, 8 to 4.30, and Saturday, 9 to 2. Our phone number is 218-727-9002, and our website is DuluthStove.com. All right, thank you so much, Matt. Matt Boo, Duluth Stove and Fireplace, a real great place that will warm your home for years and years to come. Well, we got a caller on the line, Stan, from up at the North Shore, who wants to talk a little bit. We haven't talked about the balloon yet, but the balloon is in the news still again this morning. And uh, maybe ha- maybe Stan has some uh, insight into it. Uh, Stan, thank you for calling in this morning. Thank you for taking my call. It's a beautiful day. I saw the picture of the route that the balloon took the other day. I, my hair stood on the back of my neck. It's yeah. Far as the, it's the far end of the Aleutians, it's uh, Atu out there, Atu Battlefield Monument. And that's one of the largest listening posts the U.S. has on facing toward Asia, Russia, and China. And that balloon started flying right over the top of that. Right over the top of it, yep. Further up the chain, you've got Cold Bay. That has uh, Flying Tigers uh, landing field there from after World War II and during. That'll take any plane that's available. They used to refuel them there on their circle route. You go up further, you got the largest Coast Guard base in the world on Kodiak. Used to be a naval base. You go over Anchorage, it went over Anchorage. You got two big military bases there, plus uh, all the complex of the of the city there for transportation, railhead. You fly a little further, you got Valdez, millions of gallons of oil stored up behind the end of the pipeline there, waiting for ships to come in. You go a little further south, you've got uh, Whittier or east uh, east. You got Whittier. That's a trailhead to the deep water port on the west coast. Huge deep water port there. I mean, yeah. many many fathoms deep, several hundred fathoms deep, and they got rail to Anchorage from there. You go a little further, you got Juneau, and that's the capital. They got lots going on there. Plus, that's the start of the inside passage for the Alaska Marine Highway. And there's millions of tons of freight going up and down that inside pack passage every year. 
by by uh, tugs and barges, and they go from there. That's just on the Pacific side, and you go up to the oh, Yukon. Oh yeah, you got uh, millions of tons of freight goes up the Yukon River by barge, and then they're starting this um, Arctic exploration up there now. On the and the Coast Guard base at Kodiak has added fifteen hundred new, or I think around fifteen or eighteen hundred new servicemen there, which uh, for their families. So that means yeah. there's going to be more ships stationed out of there and planes out of there to take uh, take care of what's going up on up in the Arctic for this uh, northern route, you know. So well, I, and Stannis, like you're saying, that that's before you even get into the continental United States. And then when you get into the continental, it went well, directly you across. You get down to the end of so the many, inside passage. Yeah. You've got Anacortes there, and you've got Bellingham. That's the end of the inside passage, but that's all... Oil. There's oil lines there. Oil being transported to and from there. So, that when he, right. I saw that balloon and the route it took just in Alaska, I was that my I was I'm fearful what this guy is going to do if he gets uh, voted out. And so he'll he's still got a couple of months to screw things up more. That's that's what we. <laughs> and uh, yeah. but I'm, there, nobody knows seems to understand the how critical that is up there for. Uh, let's say you're an opposing force and you want to know what's the latest on all your opposition. They just got it. They, just, I wish you they talk, could have gotten every bit of it. Yep. I wish you would talk to Stauber about that and bring that up. And somebody's somebody's head needs to come off in Washington. Well, we one. probably will talk. We probably will talk about that, Stan. And I, I also got some additional information yesterday on the balloon. And I, I knew that there was some capabilities with this balloon far and beyond even spying. But uh, an Air Force general, uh, Gen- General Glenn Hanna- Hack, Van Hack, uh, Monday said that uh, they they uh, were suspicious or about shooting this thing down, and part of the reason they waited so long was because they were concerned that this could actually have uh, munitions in it, that it might have either bombs or some kind of explosive. They were concerned that it might have an explosive mechanism on board where if it became looking like it could be captured, like the balloon would be captured, they would self-destruct it and explode it and blow everything up. This thing was over 200 feet tall and a couple of thousand pounds was was the weight on it. And he said it could very conceivably carry uh, weapons and and uh, there was the the thing they want to find is the device that was hanging from the bottom of it that was the size of a small jet and they said that was probably the device that was uh, taking uh, taking film and pictures and tracking everything that was uh, going on so yeah we you know i i don't think we've heard the end of this by a long shot we've got on the phone uh our friend tom from port wing we want to get him on before we go to our minnesota news tom good morning well good morning to you and my comment on the balloon is the same one i had the last time i talked to you it raises more questions than it answers yes. and that's the real problem for uh, uh this washington crowd because uh it goes on and on um, I I called because I think either I misheard or you misheard. I'm sure there you might have the transcript uh, when Biden talked about uh, fossil fuels and oil. I thought he said we would need them for the next ten years, meaning we're transitioning within that 
10-year period. So maybe right. if you could find the transcript on that and take a look at it, uh, you know, sometimes we don't hear everything uh, that we think we did. Now, next, here's, here's, uh, his exact, here's his exact quote. Okay. Uh, we're going to need oil for at least another decade and beyond. Now, a decade would be 10 years, right? Yeah. Okay. So, you know, uh, and beyond, yeah, well, that's a good politician word, you know. It certainly it is. doesn't box him in on anything. Beyond is what? You know, we know what a decade yeah. is, but I don't know what beyond is. So, well, that's kind I of infinitesimal. Uh, I guess that clears that up. Um, my my real question, though, is when I watched it, and he raised the issue of the Social Security and uh, Medicare, I think the response he got was the first time this guy has actually had a challenge to some of the things he's saying, you know, yeah. because he was rattled. I don't care. These other lefties in the media are spinning that as, yeah, he, he was ready for, you know, but no, I don't think so. I think he was really rattled. And the reason he looked is, rattled. You know, when Donald, <laughs> yeah, when Donald Trump said you know, anything, like uh, it's 3 o'clock in the afternoon, everyone in the media was there to challenge him. You know, uh, and Biden never got that because he's been living in this little presidential bubble, which many times we've had presidents who lived in a little bubble and they start believing everything they say is, you know, straight from the, the God's mouth because they said it, you know. So I think he was really jacked up on that one. And then the, the other one I wanted to raise was, when he mentioned the thing with the border, he wants to get more money to secure the border. And the laughter that erupted from the Republicans. Yeah. I mean, if if I would have had a listening device throughout the whole country, I think the whole country was laughing then. That was so absurd. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it certainly was. Well, listen, we got to take our uh, Minnesota news break here. Tom, thank you as always. Good stuff. KDAL time is 11.55, 33 degrees at the Army Corps of Engineers, down by the area lift bridge, 34 in Virginia, Minnesota. Folks on the Iron Range today, boys, are going to be nice. Uh, sunny, 36 for a high, light winds out of the south. That's going to make the whole weather up there feel so good. It really does when it gets like that after what you've been through. Well, it's not going to make but some you know people what? like Corey happy because, you know, they like to ice fish, and this could uh, put a yeah, damper on yeah. some ice fishing expeditions. <laughs> <laughs> well, it could, but, you know, he's going to have to suck it up and live with it. Uh, it it's nice and toasty warm inside those uh, little tents and clams and things like that. Listen, uh, Tom brought up the issue about... Uh, uh, Tom from Port Wing brought up the issue about immigration and the fact that Biden hardly even mentioned it last night, other than to say, we need some more people, we need some equipment to help, uh, you know, close it down. I got a press release this morning from FAIR, which is the Federation of American Immigration Reform, and they addressed this issue right away. They said, incredulously, President Biden, who came to office two years ago with some of the lowest levels of illegal immigration in modern history, uh, largely ignored the historic border crisis he created by devoting only a few lines of his entire speech to the State of the Union about immigration. He shifted the blame for the crisis, saying problem will not be fixed until Congress acts. No, 
Joe, you're wrong. The border problems won't be fixed until you and your and your administration commit to ending the crisis that began under your watch. Amen. If, Preacher if you remember Brad. back, well, if you remember back uh, to when he came into office, twenty at uh, the year 2020, just before he got there, 400,000 illegal immigrants the entire year. We've had that figure now since he came into power many times in just a six-week period. It's just ridiculous. Uh, so, uh, you know, for him to call for more manpower to process immigrants, to process them and turn them loose in our country, and more equipment to secure the border. How about you say this? How about equipment like a wall? Yep. Like the wall you have around your home in Delaware. Yeah. Like the wall you just built around the Capitol. That's what you need. We don't have a border problem, Brad. We have a leadership problem. Oh, man, do we ever. Can Jerry make a quick comment? Do we have enough time there? Let's do it. Maybe, yeah, let's do it. Jerry, you have a quick comment on the balloon. Yes, I do. Brad, I'm a 21-year veteran from the military, and I just got to say this. I'm not trying to make any acquisitions. All I want to do is give people something to think about. Here's a balloon that is 200 feet high. It's made of a ripstop material that, if it's penetrated, it loses its helium. It doesn't just blow up. And they had to right. use a slider missile on it to blow it up. Purposely blew it up so it would go into the water so we couldn't retrieve all the parts. It's almost like they're involved in some kind of a cover-up. They allowed this thing to float over our whole country and to, to photograph everything. Would that have happened in China? Never, never. They would have shot it down. Boy, you're absolutely right. It would never happen in China. Thanks. We'll be back. Hour number two coming up this afternoon. 